Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. What a day. What a day. What a day. This is Tuesday. It feels like it's already been like three or four full days to me. Uh, this is Outkick the Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go sign up for the Outkick VIP. Uh, if you love Outkick, and I know many of you do because I see the site traffic, and because I see the number of you who listened to our show, we were up monstrously on every possible level for OutKick. The website, the radio show, video views, and as we enter September, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the support that you are giving to OutKick and ask you, you want to go buy t-shirts? We tripled the amount of gear we've ever sold before in a month in August. Uh, I would encourage you to go sign up for the OutKick VIP as thousands and thousands of you are doing. Go to OutKick.com, sign up for the VIP and you'll get an autographed copy of my book. You will also get uh, the ability to comment on all of our articles, call into the show and also uh, get access to a message board, live events, exclusive Zoom calls with myself and Jason Whitlock and there is a ton to run through. I cannot wait to get rolling. Alright, uh, a lot of different things to jump into here but obviously the number one story is the Big Ten. Here is what I can tell you about the President of the United States and his phone conversation with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren this morning. Okay? Uh, this was a call set up by the White House. It lasted about 15 or 20 minutes this morning between Donald Trump and the Commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren has now made it clear that he wants to play a football season and he's doing everything in his power to try to make it possible. Uh, and as a part of that they are exploring what the government can do to help the Big Ten get back into fall athletics not just football but back to fall athletics in general. There are many moving parts here. Ultimately if you are a Big Ten fan and you are watching this right now the people that you need to be exerting political pressure on are the presidents and chancellors who voted against allowing fall sports to happen. Okay? 11 to 3 we now know was the final vote. Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State are the only three schools that voted against canceling the fall college football season. So if you are a fan of one of those other 11 schools in particular let me give you some examples. If you're a fan of Penn State I think it's fair to ask the president of Penn State wait a minute why can Pitt play? Why can Temple play? Why can the Eagles play? 
Why can the Steelers play? Why can high school all play in the state of Pennsylvania but we cannot play? I think that's a fair question. If you are in the state of Indiana, I think it's fair to ask Purdue and Indiana, wait a minute, why in the world can Purdue and Indiana not play but Notre Dame not only can play but they can have fans present in the state of Indiana? I think it's fair to ask why in Ohio can high school kids play, can the Browns, the Bengals, and the University of Cincinnati play but Ohio State cannot? I think it's fair to ask all those questions. Why in Wisconsin can the Green Bay Packers play but the Wisconsin Badgers cannot? Why is that occurring? Why in Minnesota can the Minnesota Vikings play but the University of Minnesota cannot? Again, if those players choose to play, I think they should have the right to actually play. Now, I would have never believed. I would have never believed that your boy here was going to become the biggest advocate for the Big Ten in the history of the conference in the media. But that's what 2020 does. It creates unexpected outcomes. And frankly, I don't want to allow the Corona Bros in sports media to be able to go out and try to cancel the Big Ten because I know what it's like to be a fan. I know what it's like to be a parent of an athlete now. I know what it's like to be a mediocre athlete. And I don't believe that there should be a situation where the Big Ten presidents and chancellors are taking away the right of individual athletes to decide whether or not they can play. So, the latest report that is out there is from Dan Patrick. I like Dan Patrick. I like the Danettes. We have a good relationship. Dan Patrick was the one who reported a 12-2 vote. Now the Big Ten says it was 11-3 to cancel the season and basically told you the days in which the cancellation were going to occur. Now Dan Patrick says that the Big Ten, at least part of it, the same source is telling him that they are targeting an October 10th return to play. An October 10th return to play for the Big Ten. What I can tell you is that there is the hope. There is the hope that Kevin Warren and other athletic directors, coaches, everybody else, that they can put together a plan that passes safety protocols that it can be signed off on and that they can play a fall football season. Whether or not it will happen will ultimately come down to the decisions of the Big Ten presidents and chancellors. Okay? Now, 60% of the Big Ten's presidents and chancellors need to support that in order for it to occur. That would mean six, I believe I'm correct in this, Nine at least would have to vote for it meaning you would have to add six more presidents and chancellors. Six more presidents and chancellors would have to change their vote, right? Somebody do the math with me. It would need to be nine out of 14. So you would need to get six more additional to change their mind. Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State are all in favor of playing already. I would think If you live in the state of Indiana, there should be a lot of pressure on IU and on Purdue 
to change their mind solely based on the fact that Notre Dame is playing locally. I would think if you live in the state of Pennsylvania there should be a lot of pressure on Pennsylvania to change their decision. That's three right there. Then you go to Michigan and Michigan State and Minnesota uh, sorry uh, and to uh, Wisconsin. That seems like it could be moving in that direction. I don't agree with football being political. And I want to give credit here both Kevin Warren and Donald Trump were explicit in the fact that they did not view this as a partisan political issue. I don't know what Kevin Warren's politics are. We obviously know that Donald Trump is the president but this is about not making football a partisan issue. And I agree with that. I've been beating the drum on this for a long time saying in a pretty straightforward fashion that it makes absolutely zero sense for your kid to be able to play high school football if the governor happens to be a Republican and your kid not to be able to play high school football if your governor happens to be a Democrat. That's not science. That's not looking at data. That's not making a rational decision. All of this, all of this is political unfortunately I believe in the grand scheme of this universe that we are in right now. And so, if the Big Ten actually looks at the data, they should come to the same decision the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 made which is we need to play and we need to play in the fall. I want to reiterate again, to me, it's either the fall or nothing. There's no way you're going to be able to play a spring season that has any kind of substantial relevance. That will fall apart and I don't believe ever happen. All the best players will sit out. There are major issues associated with this. So, I believe there is a lot more momentum for a fall football season today than there was yesterday or last week. This is the decision that makes the most sense. The Big Ten needs to get back out on the field and they need to play this fall. Uh, And... It should not be a political related issue. I don't see and some of you are like oh this is politics this is all politics. I don't see how making a decision to play something that happens every fall is political in any way. Sports playing should not be a political decision. The science supports it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And this is destroying the Big Ten brand. So you need six presidents or chancellors to change their mind. Let me give you a Rona update. For all the Corona bros out there it's rough time for Corona bros. Yesterday 4.48% positive on 680,000 tests nationwide. The coronavirus is declining in a hurry. Only 358 COVID deaths and I'm putting it in quotation marks because after the CDC report we don't even know how many people are dying with COVID versus dying of COVID. That's a big difference regardless 358 COVID deaths nationwide is hardly any at all. All right. So 4.48% positive hospitalizations down by half collapsing all over the place. And by the way let me say this Facebook censored our story that linked to the CDC report. 
I've never seen anything like this. Our story was directly based on the Centers for Disease and Control website. After being up for two days, Facebook came in and said, oh, this article is not, uh, contains falsehoods. That's not true at all. We directly linked and reported in my piece exactly what was on the CDC website. We have disputed with Facebook the fact that they have created or found anything at all that is inappropriate in our article. Hundreds of thousands of people read it and continue to read it and I think Facebook swung and missed in a big way in the way that they tried to regulate our story which directly links to the CDC website. It's disappointing and it's also potentially a major issue if somebody wants to actually investigate it. I would stand by every word that I wrote in that story. The facts are correct. My opinions they may not like but the facts directly lead to the uh, CDC website. Um, So this is I think a big story and it is worth investigating in many ways. All right, a couple of different things. The SEC schedule is now out. The SEC schedule is now out. Couple of highlights. The season begins with Mississippi State at LSU. That is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mike Leach back in the the catbird seat on the road against the defending national champion LSU Tigers. That is a heck of a CBS kickoff game at least from my perspective. Then, also, we've got Georgia going up against Alabama. All right, Georgia going up against Alabama is going to be the official night game on October 17th which happens to be my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. We'll have a lot of fun watching that game. And this is going to be unbelievable. On November 14th at 6 o'clock Alabama at LSU is planned and as part of Alabama at LSU they are going to toss on Saturday straight from the Masters a fall Masters at Augusta straight to the game down in Baton Rouge. Can you imagine how many people are going to be drunk that day all over the South in particular? How incredible is that day going to be? In addition to the fact that college football is going all day on November 14th Masters Saturday from Augusta they will go straight from the final pairing on Saturday right to LSU hosting Alabama. There's not going to be anybody in Louisiana who's still going to be sober by the time it gets to be 11 o'clock at night in Baton Rouge or New Orleans or anywhere else. That's going to be an unbelievable day. One of the all-time, arguably, one of the all-time, all, all-time best days in the South sports history to go with a fall Masters into an incredible rivalry game. Alabama trying to get their revenge on the road down on the bayou against LSU. Uh, Final, I got to get ready for television. I want to thank all of you for the support you've given OutKick. John Thompson, one of the great legendary coaching figures of all time, died and passed away 
yesterday. Uh, what he did at Georgetown is legendary. He took a small Jesuit institution that most people never really had heard of outside of the Washington D.C. area and he turned them into a major national brand with Patrick Ewing and Allen Iverson among many other star Georgetown players that he brought in. He won a national championship. In the 80's he was dominant. He put Georgetown on the map in a way they never had been before and he did it while opening the door to many other black coaches to follow him. Jason Whitlock has got a great column about instead of victimizing uh, culture how about celebrating incredible success culture because as Jason Whitlock argues you can directly track the rise of John Thompson to the ability that Nolan Richardson got at Arkansas to Clem Haskins at Minnesota and to many other great black basketball coaches who traced their coaching lineage to the opportunity that John Thompson took to have great success. Tubby Smith, a lot of other coaches out there that got head coaching gigs partly because everybody was looking for their own version of John Thompson. Guy was an incredible coach but an incredible mentor beloved by many he played for had an incredible run of success. I appreciate all of you. That was indeed when the Big East was really the Big East. Uh, I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. Fingers crossed on the Big Ten being able to make it back. This is Outkick the Show. My name is Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Kisses from me to you. I'll be on television here in a little bit and then we've got a loaded show tomorrow coming to discuss all the latest on the Big Ten. I'm fighting. You never would have believed it. I'm out there fighting in the streets for you Big Ten fans every single day doing everything I can to make college football a reality and I just keep thinking we're close to landing some knockout blows on the Corona Bros and they are going to be on the ground sputtering unable to get up from the canvas. See y'all. This has been Outkick and I'm Clay Travis. Love you. Thank you Facebook.